Hi, I'm Hattie, and welcome to Tessie Talks. Today, I'm taking a big step back in time and talking about the Lady of the Mercians, Ethelfled. Ethelfled was born in 870 as the eldest daughter of King Alfred of Wessex and his wife, Ealdred. You're more likely to know King Alfred of Wessex as Alfred the Great, or the king who burnt the cakes, despite that not really being true. She was born at a time when Viking invasions were rampant in England, meaning her father, Alfred, spent much time trying to fend off the Scandinavian invaders. In fact, at the age of eight, her family was forced to flee to the marshes of Somerset, and a few months later, King Alfred was able to turn the tables on the Vikings and win a tremendous victory against them at the Battle of Eddington in Wiltshire. It's important to remember when talking about this time period that at the time there was no such thing as England, but rather five separate kingdoms, each ruled by different families with frequent battles between them. King Alfred, however, possessed the vision of United England and knew that this was what was required to fully push back the Vikings. Therefore, to form an alliance with the neighbouring kingdom of Mercia, he married off his 16-year-old daughter, Ethelred, to the much older Ethelred, king of Mercia. It's rather hard to explain the borders of these two kingdoms without any visual assistance, but the Kingdom of Wessex covered almost the entirety of the south of England, pretty much from where Bristol is today downwards, and Mercia covered the western half of the Midlands, bordering Wales. In 899, at the age of 29, her father passed away, and her younger brother, Edward, inherited the Kingdom of Wessex. It's unclear whether or not Mercia was subordinate to Wessex during this period, but the husband and wife team of Ethelfled and Ethelred fought alongside Edward against the pillaging Vikings. Their impressive military power meant that they were able to take back large areas of Mercian land from the Danes, fortify Worcester and give generous donations to Mercian churches. This newfound power also gave Ethelfled the opportunity to demonstrate her military leadership and strategic ability. One of these tactics was to fortify the Mercian borders whenever they were able to drive the Danes further back out of Mercian land. This tactic was particularly successful in Chester, so much so that an Irish chronicler, observing her skilful handing of the Vikings in Chester, called her Queen of the Saxons. As well as fortifying the border in Chester, she also strengthened the fortifications of Gloucester and built further defences in the town of Bridgenorth, Tamworth, Stafford, Warwick, Cherbury and Runcorn, and sent an army to capture Derby. Throughout her reign, her, her husband and her brother all fought back against the Vikings, often conducting raids deep into Viking-held lands, and in 910, they launched one large offensive at the Battle of Wensfield, probably near the village of Tettenhall in the West Midlands. This led to the Northern Vikings being annihilated and dramatically shifted the balance of power in England. However, as the early 900s continued, her husband's health began to deteriorate, and in 911, he passed away, leading to Ethelfled becoming the de facto leader of Mercia, known as Lady of the Mercians. This could perhaps be considered one of the most unique events in early medieval history, as it was incredibly rare for a female ruler to ascend the throne. Dr Claire Dowham of the University of Liverpool said, She must have had quite a force of personality to overcome the assumptions of her time. It is a mark of her success in male-dominated times she was accepted as a ruler, and achieved incredible, even unique things. She was given the same education as her brothers, and the crisis of her childhood must have given her a schooling in the realities of politics and war. But Wessex had a tradition. The king's wife could not be called a queen. Mercia had a stronger tradition, of women taking part in the life of court and administration. Here Ethelfled's talents could shine. She does not strike me as a belligerent leader. One of her skills seems to have been as a negotiator. Women in Anglo-Saxon England were sometimes called peace weavers, because in a masculine, competitive culture, it was perhaps easier for women to negotiate a solution. 
She negotiates with Vikings, and they don't strike me as the easiest people to sit around a table with. End quote. What's interesting, however, is what she didn't do after the death of her husband. Dr. Downham said, She did not remarry. This is for two likely reasons. A new husband would become her lord with control over her territories. But also, the religious literature of the time said a celibate woman was more manly, and therefore she would be taken more seriously. It also seems her only child or daughter did not marry at all. End quote. It was after the death of her husband that she made one of her boldest moves in attempting to seize the town of Skirgit, which is believed to now be Shearsby in Leicestershire. Following this, she continued to fight across the north and midlands, and in 917 struck east at the five boroughs that were under Viking control, which led to the Danish stronghold in Derby falling to the Mercians. In fact, it's widely believed that the army was actually led in person by Ethelfled. In 918, Leicester, which had previously been under the control of the Vikings, surrendered to her without a fight. It was also around this time that the Viking leaders of York pledged their alliance to her. The few years preceding this saw the Mercian army defeat both Welsh and Viking raiders, with an Irish chronicle saying, Her fame spread in all directions, and through her own cleverness, made peace with the people of Alba and the Britons. For reference, Alba and Britons refer to Scotland and Wales. Throughout this time, she continued to work alongside her brother Edward to reconquer parts of Wessex and Mercia, with both brother and sister sharing their father's ideal of a united kingdom. This was until her death on the 12th of June 918 in Tamworth in modern-day Staffordshire. Upon her death, she was buried alongside her husband at St Oswald's Priory in Gloucester. Interestingly, this priory was actually founded by her and her husband in the late 880s or 890s. It was originally dedicated to St Peter, but in 909, a West Saxon and Mercian raid in Danish territory resulted in the moving of the bones of St Oswald to the new church from Barney Abbey in Lincolnshire, leading to the priory being renamed in his honour. After her death, there was another unique female ascension, with her only child, her daughter Elfwyn, becoming the ruler of Mercia for a few months. Historians predict that she is in power for some time between six and eighteen months and she was succeeded by her uncle, Edward the Elder, King of the Anglo-Saxons. But with all her achievements, why isn't she remembered today? I mean, she's described by the BBC as the warrior queen who broke the glass ceiling, and was responsible for laying the foundations of a united England, and yet she remains unmentioned in most historical books. Alison Hudson from the British Library said, It's about who wrote the history. The main source for the period, the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, comes in different versions. The most commonly used version was written in Wessex, under the reign of Edward, and it almost wrote her out of existence. While Ethelfled is subduing the Welsh in Viking raids taking Derby and Leicester, the Wessex Chronicle concentrates entirely on Edward. However, she was remembered in a different chronicle, which contains something called the Mercian Register. It was this which gave far more credit to Ethelfled. Thank you for listening to Hattie Talks. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. This podcast has a new episode published every Sunday, so keep an eye out. Have a great week.